This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello and welcome to episode number 68 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm your host, Will Kistler, and I'm happy to say that today we have several stories from other people. It's another edition of Short Shorts. That's where I take stories that I like, but are too short to make a full episode, and bundle them together. Logan's going to kick us off here. Please enjoy. All right, and I'm back with Logan, who has a short story for us today. So, uh, welcome back. Oh, thank you. And uh, so you got a secondhand one for us, right? I do. I got this one directly from the source, so it is secondhand and verifiable. Okay, so truly secondhand. Well, whenever you're ready, jump right in. All right, so this one, a friend, I'll call Sam. Um, He's a kid, he's probably at 10 or so, and his brother's about seven years older than he is. Okay. So uh, Sam was at his his house, and I guess his brother still will live there as well. And... um, yeah, a friend over, and they were, I guess, playing in the swimming pool, and I guess him and his brother, his brother would uh, kind of antagonize him a little bit sometimes. Okay, I guess and, the, uh, um, that's the sort of age difference where that would really kind of, really come out, I would guess. Yeah, it seems like it, and, you know, the older brother being right around 16, 17, and the younger brother being around 9 or 10, that's probably like the prime ages for this sort of behavior. Right, and it's like... Mm-hmm. The 17-year-old must be this unstoppable force at this point. Right. There's no uh, no real fighting back. <laughs> right. So uh, so Sam and his friend are playing in the swimming pool, and um, Sam's brother comes out with a BB gun and says, all right, you boys better start running. <laughs> and so he's, he's, you know, kind of shooting at him, not really, I guess, trying to hit him, but also not trying not to very hard. Okay. So I guess he... He hits the uh, Sam's friend, and you know it's it's not hugely traumatic, but it's gonna sting. Right, but so probably wouldn't break the skin. I guess it might have, and okay. that'll become clear a little later in the story how it might have. But either way, it like it's not a, a serious threat, but it probably right. would have hurt. So, uh, so the brother he's acting like he's feeling all bad about this. He says, "Oh man, I you know." Sorry about this. Uh, there's, there's really only one way we can make this fair, and that's that I have to shoot you too. Talking to Sam. <laughs> what logic? <laughs> so, uh, so he says, but you know, I'm, I'm reasonable. So I'll give you a 10 second head start. You can run as far as you can in 10 seconds, and then I'm going to shoot you. And so Sam hops out of the pool and he starts barreling toward the door because he figures if he can make it to the house. You know, even the 17-year-old brother is not going to, like, go up against the, the parents shooting a BB gun in the house. Right. So, because if he can make it to the door, he's free. So, uh, he gets to about the count of three, and he's making it to the door. And so, of course, he doesn't get to ten. His brother just shoots him right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I guess it kind of kind of lodges in the ass cheek, and he, he, he goes down like right in the doorway, and right around this time, um, their mom comes out. Okay. And she's 
you know, kind of, I guess you can't tell he's not bleeding or anything, but, you know, obviously he's on the ground in some level of distress. Right. And so uh, she says, what happened? What are you guys doing? And for some reason, Sam decides to cover for his brother. And he says, oh, I just tripped. And, you know, she said, okay, well, you know, get up. You'll be, you'll be fine. Don't know why. And Sam telling the story still says he has no idea why he decided <laughs> in this pinch to cover for his brother. But um, so anyway, they... Well, it seems like there could always they're, be they're, further... Uh... Further damage done if the brother gets in trouble, you know? Right. I think that was kind of the idea. Some sort of repercussion. So, so I, <laughs> I guess Sam and his, his friend are a little bit demoralized, but it's not a big deal. So um, as a way of saying, sorry for shooting you in the ass with a BB <laughs> gun, and then thank you for covering for me, he takes him and Sam and his friend to uh, CeCe's Pizza for lunch. Okay, well, that's, so that's nice that's, of him. Yeah, you know, might as well do something. So um, kind of the epilogue to this story is Sam is now about 24, and he was recently in the doctor for something, and he had to get some x-rays taken, <laughs> and I guess of the pelvic region. And um, he had kind of forgotten about this episode, or at least it wasn't, he, he wasn't thinking in terms of it might be noticed by medical technicians. Right. But um, sure enough, on these x-rays, there's this <laughs> small metal ball in the pelvic region and um so the, the bb is still in the ass somewhere wow and I, I don't know if you've ever seen an x-ray of something you know metal but it shows up very <laughs> clearly i've uh i've had an x-ray <laughs> of something that was pierced oh, okay showed up uh you know, no mistaking it there's a foreign object here so yeah. i imagine that uh showed up as quite a bright spot on the old uh, x-ray <laughs> yeah. once it got developed yeah, I do love imagining how he might explain this to the doctor. <laughs> I'm sure the doctor's seen, you know, that and worse. Right. And uh, brotherhood trauma is probably a pretty common explanation for childhood injuries. Right. But right. No real permanent damage. Seems like it went okay in the end. That's good. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing that story. That's excellent. Sure thing. All right, I'm back with Brad, and Brad, you have a short story for me, correct? I do. Um, it's about a uh, young woman who is uh, starting her uh, own business. I heard this um, from a friend of mine who uh, was doing uh, making business cards for the woman, and going through the process, you know, um, filling out this form, really had to know the name of the business, right? Um, the woman's name, the uh, home phone number, phone number of the business, business website. So um, my friend is going through and filling in all this information and ask for the um, email because, you know, you got to have email now. In fact, you know, it's almost like the uh, actual address of the business doesn't matter anymore unless you've got, unless you don't have the uh, email address. Right. So, Asked for the uh, email address, and it came out to be A. Nalick, which was the, um, the first initial and the last name of the woman. Um, but when you wrote that down, it came out to be A-N-A-L-I-C-K, or <laughs> anal lick. That's, uh, that's an unfortunate combination. So um, my friend, while she was reading this, 
looked at it for a second and said, this can't be, this can't be real. And asked the woman about it. And the woman had no idea that, uh, she had spelled her name. It had come out to be Analic. And so I, I'm pretty <laughs> certain after that, she got her address changed. And especially before she bought, you know, 500 business cards with, with Analic written on them. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Uh, thanks for sharing that. You bet. All right, and I'm back with Tersh, and he's here with a uh, a short one. So whenever you're ready, go ahead. Okay. Um, there's a big uh, Christmas concert here in Indiana called Not So Silent Night, put on by the radio station X103. Had some friends went to it. They parked in a parking garage like you have to in Indianapolis. When they were coming out, the parking attendant was gone because they got out at like 2 a.m. Okay. Well, they watched four other cars, three maybe. Someone get out of the car, lift the parking arm straight up. Car drives under, they put it down. Everything's fine. They pull up. One of my friends gets out. We'll call him Mark. Okay. He picks up on the arm, and instead of the arm going up gently, snapped off right in his hands. <laughs> Looked like a deer in the headlights, or he just shot someone accidentally. Right. So he he gingerly puts it up against the <laughs> guard post. It slides over two or three times. He stops it from sliding over and sets it back up properly, and then they just leave. <laughs> it was nice of him to put it down without a fuss, but I could see where they just leave. Yeah, they just gone. <laughs> That's funny. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. All right, and I'm here with Chad, and he has a short secondhand story for us. So, Chad, say hello. Hi, everybody. It's Chad. And you uh, you heard this story from someone else, correct? That's true. Excellent. Well, whenever you're ready, jump right in. Okay, so I have a story, and I think this guy's name was Brad. Uh, we worked in a, a computer lab together in a, in a college and this guy was always very quiet, very reserved, um, kind of nerdy. Like, he got really excited and, like, pumped up about things that no one really uh, cared about or understood what he was talking about. So really reserved, and uh, I guess I, I was not there for this shift, but um, <clears throat> I guess it was a Saturday afternoon shift. Okay. And um, at Purdue, they have a, a tradition on home football games where uh, the bars open at like 7 a.m. and everybody dresses up and it's called Breakfast Club and everybody dresses up as like superheroes or Halloween costumes and just gets uh, blitzed, I guess, you know, before the game at like 9 o'clock. There's half, you know, 20,000 people running around uh kind of inebriated in superhero suits or whatever. Right. Or costumes. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess um, from what I hear, uh, he Brad, this guy Brad shows up on time for his shift, but wearing a Superman costume. <laughs> and uh, he was obviously, like, way just super, super uh, drunk. So the other, the other two students that... Uh, we're working there. I guess the lab was not too not too busy because it was a, a Saturday afternoon football game, so most people are not uh, in this basement studying. Right. All of the so, all the drunk uh, 
dressed up people have gone to the game. Yeah, most of them are either smart enough to not go into a library or call in sick, I guess. Right. But So he, this guy Brad shows up uh, as Superman, and he's pretty wasted, so he asks the other students if they mind if he goes and lies down in the back. So he finds, uh, I guess, a cubicle and clears some computers out of the way and falls asleep uh, for his entire shift. <laughs> and so he wakes up with about 10 minutes to go on the shift and clocks out and, I guess, goes home. And um, the people, the other people that were working with him told me it was incredible. Like, they'd never... They had never seen anybody do that, you know, show up wasted, sleep through their whole shift, and then go home in a Superman costume. Wow. And and on time. Like, nobody had to go get him. Nobody, uh... Right. You know, yeah. he just, well, like... They, I mean, there's a certain level of volatility to a situation like that, where if your boss comes down and sees Brad passed out as Superman in the back, you know... Right. Everybody's probably going to get a little slice of that uh, wrath, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He was uh, amazing. He's like, all in all pretty good worker, I guess, except for that one time. Cool. Well, I'm glad that his one indiscretion didn't haunt him forever. <laughs> and thanks for sharing that story. Absolutely. Thanks, Will. All right, here's Brian with a real quick story. Uh, all right, so I should uh, start this off by saying that um, when I was a, a little kid, I... Uh, tripped and fell and, and hit my head uh, on a tractor. My parents had a riding mower and, and got a scar on my forehead. I split my head open. Right. and uh, I, st I still have a scar now. And uh, so uh, one of my friends, um, one of my best friends growing up, uh, Jared, he was um, at college and, uh, you know, drinking it up in college <laughs> and stuff. And uh, was, uh, <laughs> at Cornell and they, they him and his uh, friends were walking back to uh, campus from wherever they were. <clears throat> right. And Jared's a big guy. Um, he's, uh, you know, 6'2 or 6'3. Like, I think at the time he was 270. So, I mean, he's he's a really, really strong dude, you know, played football. Um, but he also, like me, likes to eat a lot, you know. Right. So, <laughs> maybe played football but wasn't the running back. <laughs> right, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> he's the lineman. Uh, so, a big, heavy guy. And uh, so, he's hammered and he's, they come to this covered bridge and there's a sign with a weight limit on it for trucks <laughs> saying, you know, if you weigh over, I don't know how many thousands of pounds you can't cross. <laughs> right. And so he's drunk enough to walk up to the sign and say, you making fun of me? <laughs> and uh, he reared back, punched the sign as hard as he could. Uh, the sign swung down, came back up, smacked him right in the forehead and split his forehead open. And, uh, you know, they had to take him to the hospital. He got stitched right. up. He signed the release papers, Jared, <laughs> which is hilarious. He showed it to me later. But uh, he called me up the next day saying, hey, we're twins. I have a scar on my forehead now, too. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing that. No problem. And that does it for this week's episode. Huge thanks goes to, in order, Logan, Brad, Tersh, Chad, and Brian for sharing those stories. We didn't have any feedback this week, but if you'd like to leave some, you can head over to the blog at secondhandstorytime.com. There you can comment on this episode and listen to all of our back issues. You can also subscribe either through RSS or through iTunes and find links to our Musician Gummery and The License, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. To become a fan on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash secondhandstorytime. And to follow on Twitter, go to twitter.com slash secondhandstory. To write to me directly, write to will at secondhandstorytime.com. 
If you have any stories, short or long, I would love to hear them and share them on the show. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll have another one next Thursday.